Good morning and welcome to Bloomer Baptist Church. And as I get started, I would like to first thank those who have served or are serving now and have provided for and continue to protect the freedoms and great blessings, the independence of which we have as a country and celebrate today. One of those being the freedom of religion and speech. Today, I want to talk about God and country. Please turn to 1 Chronicles 29, 10 to 18. Again, that's 1 Chronicles 29, 10 to 18, page 332 in the Black Pew Bibles. As you're turning, I have one final worship song for you, but this one will be on the screen for you to listen to and watch, to read the lyrics and meditate upon. You need not sing along with it, however you are welcome to. It is a cover of the song Confidence by Sanctus Real. And again, please turn to 1 Chronicles 29, 10 to 18 for the message today. I'm not a warrior, I'm still afraid to lose. I'm feeling qualified for what you're calling me to. Along with your strength. Got no excuse Cause broken people are Exactly who you use So give me faith Like Daniel In the lion's den Give me hope Like Moses In the wilderness Give me a heart Like David Lord be my defense So I can face my Giants with shepherd boy and made him a king so I'm gonna trust you and gave you everything I've been a conqueror cause you'll fight for me I've been a champion claiming your victory so give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den give me hope in the wilderness Give me a heart like David Lord be my defense So I can face my giants With confidence I'm gonna sing and shout and shake the walls Won't stop until I see them fall I'm gonna stand up, step back when you call Jesus, Jesus I'm gonna sing and shout and shake the walls won't stop until I see them fall. I'm gonna stand up, step back when you call. Jesus, give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den. Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David. Lord, be my defense. So I can face my giants with confidence Give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness Give me a heart like David, Lord be my defense So I can face my giants with confidence Face my giants with confidence.
Thank you for watching that cover, a cover by Pol TV, P-O-L TV on YouTube, of the song Confidence by Sanctus Real. And as we celebrate our independence today, I want to just speak about that video just briefly. We should, we should, we should be celebrating our freedoms and the sacrifices that people have made for us to have these sacrifices. Yes, we should be celebrating these things. But we also must keep a good understanding that ultimately our faith is not in our country, our soldiers, our political leaders, myself or yourself. As we celebrate our independence, we must not forget our dependence upon God. Let me say that again. As we celebrate our independence in this world and as part of America, we must not forget our need for dependence upon God. There must be a healthy balance between God and country, for we need faith in God, and we must trust in Jesus. In that song, Confidence by Sanctus Real, we saw the following lyrics. I'd like to repeat for you. So give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den. Give me a hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David. Lord, be my defense. <clears throat> so I can face my giants with confidence. You took a shepherd boy and made him a king. So I'm going to trust you and give you everything. I'll be a conqueror because you fight for me. I'll be a champion claiming your victory. Just like how we did communion this morning. We talked about proclaiming his death. Proclaiming his death until the day he comes. Remembering Jesus. Notice, God makes those who are faithful in him able to be conquerors, faithful like Daniel, Moses, David. Will we be a champion claiming his victory? Conquerors over sin through Jesus. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tells his followers not to worry about their daily needs. This is a well-known passage where Jesus says to look at the birds of the air and how they are provided for and how much more shall God provide for you whom he loves so. But Jesus ends this section by stating in Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Do we have need to worry? Are we seeking God first? Are we seeking the righteousness of God first? If so, we need not worry. But are we remembering how much we are loved by the triune God? Are we seeking the kingdom of God or the kingdom of the United States of America? Which one do we seek today? Who are you living for? With flags flying high, hats with figures of our political parties, both past, present, and future. Debates often heard all around the community. It may be confusing to many. Hard to discern which kingdom we are truly living for and belong to. Who are we living for? What are we living for? In a recent survey, listen to this. This is sad, sad news. In a recent survey, 55%, 55% of church attenders claim that their congregation seems to love America and their political party or leaders more than God. Let me say that again. 
In a recent survey, 55% of church attendees claim that their congregation seems to love America and their political party or leaders more than God. According to another 2020 survey, 29% of Americans never attend church. 29% of America's, Americans never attend church. Only 24% of Americans attend every week. 11% once a month. 25% seldom. And a few percent who refuse to answer or stated no opinion. Despite only about a fifth of Americans attending church on a weekly basis, almost 40% consider themselves to be very religious. Do, but do their actions line up, though? Do they, do they really have evidence for their faith when they're not part of a fellowship of the faithful believers? Now, it's okay to celebrate America's blessings, America's freedoms. We should but we must also remember the one who brings our ultimate peace and freedom from the bondage of sin. Make him first. This is not America. It's not Trump. It's not Biden or your favorite musical artist or your favorite athlete. It's Jesus. Compare the time you give to Jesus to the time you give to these other things of the world. Give Jesus glory. Be a champion claiming his great victory. Give him your life and your time. You see, we must learn to be humble, honest, and have a heart turned to God. That's what we are here talking about today. We're talking about being humble, honest, and having a heart turned to God. You see, it takes humility honesty, and a heart turned toward God to maintain a healthy perspective of our earthly purpose. We must have a healthy perspective on God and country. We must have a healthy perspective on God and us. We must be humble, honest, and have a heart turned towards God. Let's read now from 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 10 to 18. Page 332 in your Black Pew Bibles. I hope you follow along with me. Therefore, David, therefore, David, blessed the Lord in the presence of all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Verse 11 of chapter 29 of 1 Chronicles says, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all in your hand. Our power and might, and in your hand, it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, O God, and praise your glorious name. Don't forget that verse 13. I think it's very often forgotten today. It says, and now we thank you, God. We thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. And verse 14 changes directions and says, but who am I? Who am I and what is my people that we should be able to thus offer willingly? For all things come from you, and of your own have we given you. 
For we are strangers before you and sojourners as all our fathers were. Our days on the earth are like a shadow and there is no abiding. O Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a house for your holy name come from your hand and is all your own. I know, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in the uprightness. In the uprightness of my heart, I have freely offered all these things. And now I have seen your people who are present here offering freely and joyously to you. O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers keep forever such purposes and thoughts in the hearts of your people and direct their hearts toward you. O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers keep forever such purposes and thoughts in the hearts of your people and direct their hearts towards you. We must have the right ideas of God and country, God and us. It takes humility, honesty, and a heart turned toward God to maintain a healthy perspective of our earthly purpose. In this passage, we see King David in all his riches, his strengths, his power, and earthly glory, humbly recognizing God, celebrating God, his power, his provision, To him, to David, and his people. David humbly recognizes God as the provider of all things and acknowledges that the kingdom of God is greater than any earthly kingdom. We won't be spending a lot of time this morning analyzing every verse of this passage, but a few words or ideas are necessary. You see, these were some of David's last official words to his nation and to his son Solomon, and they are important for us to see as well today. This is a simple message today on this great day of remembrance of our independence to be sure to also celebrate our new life and new identity in Christ and our need for total dependence upon God. We celebrate God's victory as well today. We celebrate God's victory through Jesus Christ over our bondage to sin. Celebrate God's provisions in all things. And in this passage, David reviewed the major lessons he had learned in life. And David's prayer has three parts. Praise, presentation of his provisions, and a petition for those he knows hearts to be turned to God. First, he acknowledged that everything belonged to his, Israel's, and our great God. In verse 11 to 13. And then David rightly recognizes, I quote in verse 14, all things come from you, God. You see, there is nothing that David has accomplished that wasn't provided by the Lord. And David here is both humble and honest with a heart turned towards God recognizing such things. One commentator greatly pointed out that in verse 15, David says that we are strangers before you, sojourners, people who are here on earth only for a moment. And by saying this, he recognizes that God's kingdom is different than whatever earthly land we find ourselves in. This is not to ignore the special relationship God has with the nation of Israel, but for the modern believer, we can take great comfort in knowing that God's kingdom is not limited to a single nation, geographical locale, or time in history. We belong to something much bigger, much greater. 
David knows it has been God's hand that has brought them to this place of prosperity, verse 16. And then he ends in verses 17 to 18. He ends his prayer asking God to keep the hearts of the people turned towards God. We too should pray such prayers. Here's the application point here. That we as believers can allow our new identity in Christ to guide us through a dual citizenship life. First, as citizens in heaven, and second, as Americans. And we must keep those in the correct order. David shows us a great example here of humility, honesty, and a heart turned towards God. And we must be sure that we also have a heart turned towards God first, and America second, ourselves second. We should be praying for this all the time. Having a heart like this, words and actions like this, even thoughts like this, God being first, being humble and honest if God's provisions for your life will help us to maintain a healthy perspective of who we are. Who are we anyways? Who are you? Do you know the Lord Jesus as Savior? Then you are his. You belong to him. He is yours. And we have a dependence on him, but that's a great thing because he will give you all you need. He'll give you all you need to do his work and to live for his glory and to live for eternity with him. Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. We need not worry. David humbly recognizes that all he has and has done is because God has blessed him. God has given this all to him, and God is to be glorified, exalted on high, praised. May everything that has breath praise the Lord. David says in verse 16, blessed are you, Lord. And David continues to say in verse, I'm sorry, that was verse 10. And David continues to say, yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Such humble and honest words as he recognizes the sovereignty of God. And I believe we must also pray such words. Pray such words in the assembly of men and women, just like David. Proclaim of God's works, his deeds, his blessings, his many, many blessings. It's been said that America has been a place that leads the world, a force to be reckoned with. The U.S. remains at the top of the list when it comes to military and economic dominance, listed as one of the most influential countries in the world. Being number one is something Americans, myself, yourself, all of us, have grown accustomed to, and we take great pride in. But unfortunately, this often leads to pride, and we're blinded to the church and the need for dependence upon God. Let me say that again. Often that pride of thinking we are number one in Americans lead to us being blinded to the need for the church and Christ and our dependence upon God. This can cause believers to stumble. We often stumble. We seek the kingdom of the American dream over the kingdom of God. All of us do. Every day, just think about your day. Think of how much you're seeking after the things of this world instead of the things of God. We forget how much we need dependence 
upon God. In this passage, David's prayer reminds us, though, it reminds us of the posture and the perspective that the believer should have as they, Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Do not be blind and have total faith in America, people. She may seem great and mighty and wor- in a worldly perspective and worthy to celebrate of our independence. This is true. But in spiritual perspective, she will let you down always. And so we always must have a strong faith in God. Dependence upon him, not independence from him. Let me say that again. Dependence upon him, not independence from him. We must pray to God such words as turn my heart to you. Give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den. Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David. Lord, be my defense so I can face my giants with confidence. Be a champion claiming his victories. Pray to God such words as 1 Chronicles chapter 29 states, Blessed are you, Lord, forever and always. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. We must be humble, honest, and have a heart focused upon God. God is good. God is the source. God is the source of our joy, our hope, our love, our peace, and more. Everything we have is from him. And he wants us to express the joy he imparts to us and praise him with everything we have. Celebrate him, worship him, praise him for the joy we have is from him and him alone. Proclaim of his sacrifice. We celebrate our worldly holidays with great strength and excitement, and this is great. But how will we celebrate Jesus? How will we celebrate Jesus? We took part in communion this morning, remembering that God, what God did through Christ for us, remembering that Christ performed a great work through the cross. And now we have freedom from the bondage of sin that this world brings. We have freedom from the bondage of sin and the world's earthly desires through his power, not our own. We have the Holy Spirit in our lives now. And we must celebrate this dependence, not be independent. We can now have confidence in God's power over all things. We can have confidence in his victory. We have freedom and hope to and of an eternal home in heaven because of him. Celebrate these things. Now let's look to close. And as we close, I want you to consider this. You see, America's history includes great and commendable acts of bravery and sacrifice in the name of freedom. And not of the government, but of individual people. Individual people have created these freedoms. And we should celebrate this. We should. It is right and good to remember, honor, and respect the people and effort that has been made to ensure the freedoms that we experience in this great country. Yes, we live in a great country with great freedoms and great blessings. We do well to show our thankfulness to them but also allow it to remind you to be thankful to God. Never forget God. Never put God second. Always put God first. Be thankful to God as David was. 
Be thankful for his provisions, his blessings, the opportunity to live in a free and prosperous nation. Be careful not to give a full allegiance to anyone but the triune God. Be mindful not to over-spiritualize our nation's role in what God is accomplishing in the world. Remember God's sovereignty. Remember God's part in everything. And praise the Lord, as Psalm 150 says, let everything praise the Lord with everything you have. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And be humble, honest, and have a heart turned toward him. John 16, tells us, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You see, the kingdom of God is perfect in every single way. That certainly can't be said for America. So as we celebrate our independence we have in America, also depend upon God because he is the one that truly gives you everything you need. Russell, Russell Moore once stated, we serve the God of Abraham and Isaac and of Jacob, the God and Father of Jesus Christ. The promises that he has made will outlast Mount Rushmore. Let me say that again by Russell Moore. We serve the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God and Father of Jesus Christ. The promises that he has made will outlast Mount Rushmore. What a great quote. What a great thought to consider. God's promises will last forever and never be broken and will always come to be. Let me say that again if I can remember it. God's promises will last forever, will never be broken, and will always come to be. Let's close in prayer, starting with the words of David out of 1 Chronicles 29, 11. Please bow your heads. <clears throat> Blessed are you, Lord, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Lord, as I pray this morning, as we pray, I also pray, as I've read such words this week and, and was so blessed by reading them, God, we pray, we pray in gratitude for those who have fought and still fight for our physical freedom here at home. Lord, thank you for keeping us safe and thank you for equipping those who fought and still fight so that we don't have to. But God, thank you, thank you, thank you for your son, Jesus who died on the cross so that we may experience freedom from sin and shame, guilt and death. Thank you for the hope we have in him. New life, Lord, thank you. And Lord, help us to etch the words of Romans 6, 6 on our heart and remember that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Lord, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that we are no longer slaves to sin. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Spirit, for the work you've done and continue to do, both in and for us for all of eternity. Lord, we pray that today we would have the faith and strength to keep our eyes focused on the freedom we have and not to misuse such a beautiful gift. We pray for faith like David, faith like Moses, 
faith like Daniel. We pray for strength and proclaim of Jesus' death and love until the day he comes. We pray to help us to be humble, honest, and have a heart turned towards you. Lord, help us today, help us every day to have the right ideas, the right healthy balance between God and country. Amen. Amen. Still afraid to lose. I'm feeling qualified for what you're calling me to. Along with your strength, I've got no excuse. Cause broken people are exactly who you use. So give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den. Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David, Lord, be my defense, so I can face my giants with confidence. You took a shepherd boy and made him a king, so I'm going to trust you and gave you everything.